When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Comparatively speaking, you are like a grain of sand in the Sahara Desert. Yeah, and I am the entire desert. Here we go! There's only four words. This is Something Something Bronco. This one's for Pat! Can you suspend us all? There's only one person that carries the ball right here! Featuring Mike DeSico and Jess Place. Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined by Mike DeSico. Mike, we're coming off of yep. a tremendous preseason game number two. Uh, the Denver tremendous. Broncos uh, managed to lose it again in the final seconds, but again. it's preseason, so who gives a royal crap? Do you care? No, I mean... I don't I, care I, I, either. I don't care about anything that happened in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, it would have been nice to win. It's a culture, all of that, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know. What happened in the first quarter when we had the starters in... We looked better than the Niners did. We were ahead. I'd rather focus on that. What about Pookie? He was back. Yeah. You know, it just, he survived. He didn't thrive, but I don't think anybody should expect that for him on his first game, but I just enjoyed watching him. How about you? Good seeing him out there, wasn't it? Yeah. And then what about Jaleel McLaughlin? He's also the other uh, story in the backfield from this game. The training camp darling, you know, every year there's one and it's him and, I mean, P. Ryan has looked well, so I don't know. I think early on, our two most uh, productive backs could be P. Ryan and McLaughlin as Pookie keeps building his strength back up. And I love that depth. And, you know, what I don't love is our depth of wide receiver now because of the injuries. You know, we had oh, – that was going to be our deepest position, right? With our Patrick Sirk, Brandon Johnson Sirk, Hamler's gone. Uh, Remember a couple weeks ago when you were like, we haven't heard much out of Jalen Virgil. And now there you go. You did this. You cursed cursed us. I love that kid. And I think he's great. And I'm sad that he's uh, dealt this blow. But I think when we did this podcast in like what, March and all that, that was like, that's our deepest position. You know, I think the forgotten person there is Kendall Hinton. He's going to have to really step up. We signed a guy from the XFL, I believe, today. Yay. So I don't know. Seems like there's a move coming there, you know. There's always what a I like about the XFL is that it's just so it's so extreme. That's what the X stands for. I get it now. It is Randy Macho Man Savage for football. First of all, Randy Macho Man Savage is one of the top five greatest Americans of all time. So make sure you're saying that name with respect. Let's steer away yes. from how extreme the XFL is and get back to the Denver Broncos. I it's so extreme. It just diverted our entire show for just a moment. I like I blacked out and it was I was That's like, that's the magic of the XFL. That's the magic. That's yeah. God bless you, The Rock. <laughs> Who, by the way, 
not as good as Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, I mean, the, the Rock could have been an 80s guy. He was that cool, but the Macho Man. We should do an entire pod about, let's do a pod today about the Macho Man. Yeah. Where were you when the Mega Powers collapsed? Right here, WrestleMania three, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, maybe the greatest match of all time. God, yeah, yeah. Mean Gene Okerlund giving the interview to uh, Randy Macho Man and Macho Man with multiple little little uh, coffee creamers from the diners, and he he's, yeah. he's even goes so far as to stick one in Mean Gene's pocket, yeah, and grabs it later and then puts it on his own head and balances it for nearly a second before it falls to the ground. <laughs> love the macho man do yourself a favor yeah when he gets back with miss elizabeth and miss elizabeth saves him from the sensational sherry my heart still cries man so anyway this is a broncos podcast I'm it's something reminded. something broncos and I would like we're to point on something out, right now randy macho man savage he's something it's something he's something else hell yeah yeah your thoughts on the game as as a whole um Brock Purdy came out moving the team down the field and the Bronco defense solidified. Isn't that kind of a Vance Johnson, Ben, but don't break sort of a uh, thing. Is that a portend of things to come? Uh, Vance uh, Johnson. Joseph. Yeah. I'm on the eighties mode, man. You know who loves <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage in the eighties? It happens. Vance Johnson and three amigos. I met him at the Greeley mall, like the 86 uh, Super Bowl. you know, uh, he came to do a signing at the Greeley Mall, and it was packed. There was like 30 people deep. It was insane, and I loved every minute of it. I had a Three Amigos poster on my wall growing up. Just doesn't get better than that. Uh, but anyway, That is I'm the on the kind 80s. of preseason coverage that you can expect with Something Something Brongo. We have covered Randy Macho Man Savage. Yeah. We have covered Vance Johnson. Yeah. And now we're going to go back to Vance Joseph. Yeah. I don't know, what do you think? I mean, it's kind of the bend don't break. Is that kind of what we think or i mean again it's preseason. it's vanilla we didn't have justin simmons we didn't uh um we were rolling out our full complement of players i don't know what do you think i liked what i saw i didn't like how they moved all the way down the field but i did like how they they stopped him at the goal line for the the field goal that was that was good um yeah. But uh yeah, I mean it I, it was much improved over the over the first game. The offense was fine. I mean it was fine. It was all it was all okay. Jared Stidham did okay. Uh no one skadooshed the nooch, so I thought better. that was good. Uh nooch. do not skadoosh the nooch. Um, do not skadoosh You're wasting my time. Talk to me about He Man or G.I. Joe. Mike, you know what I'm gonna talk to you about? I'm not gonna talk to you about things oh, from the eighties. I'm gonna talk to you about things oh. from from the Nowsies. Because we're going to go now to commercial break. We're going to go to commercial. We'll be right back. Yeah. That was amazing. Wasn't that awesome? That was better than last week. That was the Randy Macho Man Savage of ads. Yeah. Who stood out to you the most this last week? Brett Maher. He kicked some field goals. That was different. That was a welcome change. I was a little sure. disappointed to see Russ only in for one series. But but that's okay. I mean, I guess we saw from him what we needed to see, and uh, by all means, sit him down. Like I, I, in the first game, they they kept him in there because we hadn't yet seen enough, and so I guess we saw enough early. So I in Sean Payton, I trust. I I guess. Um, yeah. How about you? Who stood out to you? Uh, you know, McLaughlin, of course. That's the easy one. Uh, Danucci, I think. I mean, he's got to be. He's got to be right on uh, Stidham's heels right we have guaranteed money towards stidham so if we cut him we're paying him anyway so maybe that keeps him on the roster uh, gross according to some site called mile high report uh Ugh. he had five million dollars total guaranteed money so i think if we cut him we'd have like a one million cap hit but we'd still be on the hook 
But, you know, we got that crazy mad uh, Walmart money now. Crap, we're stuck with Jared Stenham. <laughs> we might, I think we, we might are. Get, I think... The Nuge could, could very well make a practice squad, but I, I don't think you can hide him. I think he might be better than a lot of other backups around the league. I, because we're beholden to Jared Stedham for, for, to the tune of $5 million guaranteed. Does that mean that uh, Ben DiNucci is is automatically a uh, practice squad player? Is he uh, going to? I mean, if he plays well, he has played well. Do you think he's going to be a candidate for trade? I mean, are there third string quarterback trades? Like, what would you? Well, somebody might say he's better than our second string quarterback. And if you could pick up a second string quarterback for a sixth or seventh round pick, you try to do that. Um, Somebody wants to give me a seventh round pick for Jared Stidham. I dance to the bank, but that's not happening. No, that's I. I don't see anyone trading for either of them, but I do see Danucci being signed off the practice squad. So I, I don't, I don't know necessarily yeah. if there's if there's any trade value, but there is definitely poach value. Well, yeah, and I think he's shown his value, like you said. So I think he has a place in this league. And so this Saturday, the, uh, the Denver Broncos are playing the Los Angeles Rams. Their first okay, game okay. at home with their new massive scoreboard. Aaron Donald. A player that Urban Meyer has never heard of is uh, not going to play. So that's probably really good for the middle of our line. But uh, what do you want to see out of this last game besides good health and all that? I don't really care about this last game. To be honest, like the first game, the second game, those those were ones that I wanted to see. This third one is is now just a hurdle to the, to the regular season. Like, let's just get through it. Um, I, there's nothing I want to see. I, I want to, you know, you want to know what I want to see. This is what we used to see in the last preseason game. It would, it would be played on Friday, and then by the time it aired on NFL Network, everyone that played in it was already cut, even the people that yeah. played well. <laughs> and so, so only because I've been conditioned year after year after year because of the delay in being able to watch the preseason game on NFL Network, uh, I know for a fact that 98% of the people that play in this game are not going to be on the team anyway. So who gives a crap? You know, let's let's talk about the 80s. You know what the best part of the pre- last preseason game was in the 80s? Yeah. You'd have some, like, wide receiver who's been, like, number, like, 14 during all of preseason and then for the last game all of a sudden they're wearing number 86 you're like ooh, that guy's making the roster you know because they got like an actual real jersey number yeah and i was kind of like i was kind of like seeing like are they gonna give this guy a good jersey is he gonna get good jersey is he gonna make it or you know if somebody like a veteran got cut or traded and a young guy took that number you're like they're not gonna let him switch unless he's gonna be around and before the internet, that's how you got your clues about who's going to make the roster. Do you see what Teddy Bridgewater did? He's wearing number 50. <laughs> okay, this is the grumpy old grandpa part of the podcast, but I hate those numbers so much. A running back wearing number seven? I remember when Tatum Bell, the Broncos drafted him in the second round at Oklahoma State, there was a story he's like, he asked, like, what jersey you want? He's like, he asked if he had number seven. I'm like, well, no, because one, John Elway exists, and two... You're a running back. You have to be like in the 20s or 30s. And damn it, that's the way I liked it. I want my wide receivers in the 80s. I want my quarterbacks 1 through 19. I don't, a kicker wearing number 36 looks like a walk-on at Western Kentucky Methodist University. I hate it. They need to go I, back. They need to I go like back the old school the, numbers. The restrictions. Because then you can see, you're like, oh, who was that? Oh, that was a safety. That was, you know, it's it, it made yeah. sense. Like, like 
Randy Gregory wearing number five, it hurts my eyes and brains and hearts. And I realize this is the okay boomer part, but my God, I hate these New Jersey numbers. You're just mad about number five because the Broncos cut Preston Parson back in the day. Joe Flacco. Flacco was in his prime and we just let him go. He's elite level quarterback. I mean, he had that one good game in Mile High. Shh. No one wants sorry, to hear sorry, about sorry. that. We don't, we don't no talk about that. that. No. No. That was... Yeah, so, sorry. Rams, what do you want to see? Uh, good health. I would like to see uh, Stidham. I think he's going to be on the roster. I think he's going to be the second quarterback. Although the Panthers could be like $4 million. I earned that while Mike said that sentence. So they could cut him. It's no big deal. Um, so I want to see how the backup uh, quarterback situation uh, sorts out. We still don't know who's going to return punts and kicks. Is it going to be Montreal? He's been targeted once in all of preseason, and I don't think you're making the roster and not contributing at all as a receiver. So well, in, in the last preseason game, he he fielded he fielded a return and he uh, made it to the 27 yard line. So it was almost, it was just a little bit better than just uh, taking a knee, which you know I mean yeah. that's fine. Like you say, in an offense though, no catches, one target. Especially and, with a depleted you know, maybe, uh, receiver core, that might be noteworthy. Yeah, and so I don't know who's going to be returning kicks and punts, but I would love it if there's some clarity there. You want to keep seeing the offensive line gel. I'm not sure how much the starters are going to play, but, I mean, it's all about health. You're right. It's The last preseason game is about a lot of these guys getting uh, some tape put together so that they can make somebody else's practice squad or if somebody else needs a uh, fourth running back and Tony Jones Jr., can put together some tape maybe he can hook on with the uh miami dolphins or something you know yeah it's it, it's a waste it's a it's a waste of money and it's it's sad because it's the first home game for the broncos and it's season ticket holders have to pay for that like yeah what a wait here let's look it up let's look at if you want to go you know what else is you know what else is like sad about this game we have no interest in it it's going to be a bunch of scrubs who won't make the team all that I am watching every second of it, and I'm going to be happy to cheer for the guys who are wearing my preferred laundry because they're going to be wearing orange jerseys for the first time. I'm going to be so happy. That will be nice. But beyond that, it's really yeah. – if you want to go Saturday night to see the Denver Broncos Saturday night. play the Los Angeles Rams. What time, what time would uh, I have to go? The cheapest verified resale ticket right now on Tuesday – is $22. That's section 521, row 20. That is probably just above the horse head in the north end zone. That's what it yeah. looks like. So, but you know what? 22 bucks, and especially if you've never been a mile higher seen a Broncos game, spend 22 bucks and go have yourself a day. Have some fun. Drink a beer. You should. Root on the newt. Do you want to know what the most expensive ticket is? Oh, sure. Best seats. Let's see. The best seat. Best seat. Hold on. Let's see. Okay. I want to go to. Guys. You are listening to Podcast Genius right now, by the way. <laughs> you guys are to lucky know. to be a part of this. Someone Here's is clowning show America. Just Googles. Someone is clowning America with this price. Do you want to guess how much the most expensive ticket is? $574. I will, tell, no, I will tell you where it is, and you can tell me how much you think it is. It's section 509, row 16. 509's the cheapest it is on the most expensive. No, one? this is the most expensive. It's on the fifty yard line ish. We'll say it was being generous. Two hundred and forty five dollars. You are you are off by about uh two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> uh section five oh nine, row sixteen, tickets are going for two hundred thousand dollars. What are you talking about? 
Yeah, someone someone posted their seats for the game for this preseason game at two hundred thousand dollars, and you are my hero, whoever you are. I uh, you are welcome to are come on this serious? podcast. I appreciate your sense of humor. Let's not start a precedent of having people on this podcast who have a sense of humor. Yes, hold on, They'll wait. Make us, it's going to make us look bad. The next most expensive ticket is section three. So you're serious? Two hundred thousand dollars. You're serious. Is- it, it is $200,000. Uh, the next, I, I'm, I'll tweet this out actually. Uh, okay, so we are at MH Broncos Pods. And so I will, I will, okay. I am tweeting so, this out right now. I'm, I'm screen capping it. All right, so what's the second most expensive ticket? The second most expensive ticket is $2,140. No way. Where? Section 312, row nine. Uh, you, that will get you right around eh, the 25 yard line. Um, who is paying for that? No one. They're just clowning. Nobody's going to pay for that. They're just clowning. I mean, check back like Saturday about like 4.30 and that ticket is like $7.50. <sighs> Someone's going to click the wrong thing and accidentally give their house to whoever sold. Oh, and then, yeah. oh, wait a minute. With the fees, <laughs> the ticket master. Can you imagine the ticket master fees on $200,000? <laughs> it's actually uh, Taylor Swift's kidney. Oh. <laughs> okay, Mike. So we've we've covered the resale market. Preseason apparently is much more popular than we thought. Um, any score predictions on this, or, or, or are we just going to just pretend like this game isn't going to happen? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. We're going to score 19 points. We're going to score 20 points on the last second field goal. Broncos lose by one. Again, just for consistency's sake, and I like it. If you're not going to be good, be consistent. Yeah, and we're consistently not good, but you know what? Who cares about the preseason again? We just we get through this healthy. We identify some players, and then we move on. That's all that matters. I cannot wait to talk about regular season football. You know what I don't like? It's the it's the week off in between the preseason and the regular season. I get it. It's college football is going to be exploding all over everything, and Deion Sanders is going to be doing things, and 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 there's going to be Alabama, and then you know all the college stuff and that's going to be great but i want nfl football and i don't want a week off in between the end of the preseason well, and the regular can i just suggest in that week off we talk about the wwf tag team division from the 80s because demolition is criminally <laughs> underrated they have the best entrance song they have the best look they had a three-man thing and they would rotate in dudes they are revolutionary mm-hmm. And I think they deserve their own podcast. I will take it under advisement. Okay. That's all I asked. <laughs> take it under advisement. That's fair. All right, guys. That's a lot, a lot of everything but Broncos. It's uh, a lot something, of something, something this week. It's anything, anything but Broncos uh, this week, but that's okay. It's the preseason and wait, wait you know, it week, is what fellas. it is. And if you're, if you're a longtime listener of this show, your expectations Sorry. probably aren't that high. And if you are a new listener to this show, Thank you. Lower. Lower. <laughs> we will meet them for you. We yes. will meet you at the bottom. Yes. With a warm hug and a and something. We are something. just okay. just this side of penis joke. We don't go that low, but we're at the line. All right, go Broncos. We'll see you in the regular season. Okay, Mike? Love you, Jess. Love you, Mike. WrestleMania 3 at the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's a day that I'm certain my guests at this time will not forget. I'm talking about the former Intercontinental Champion of the World, Macho Man nothing Randy. Means nothing. 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 nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? More. I'm talking about all the way to the top, yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the 
cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Macho Madness, yeah, has got more to offer than President Jack Tunney thinks that I got. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you something right now. Cards stacked against the Macho Man Randy Savage in WrestleMania 3. Yeah, let me say it. Yeah, let me say it out loud. And let me point to the president of the World Wrestling Federation. The Macho Man Randy Savage is not happy with your decision. Yeah, I am the cream in the World Wrestling Federation. Wait, wait a minute, and there is no doubt about it. Yeah, you mean Gene Okerlund. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Wait, wait a minute, though, Randy. I've got to ask you very seriously. Do you blame Mr. Jack Tunney, the distinguished president of the World Wrestling Federation, for Ricky Steamboat being the Intercontinental Champion today? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Outside interference. Yeah. In my moment of glory. Yeah, no, I'm living in a nightmare. And I am the cream. And now, not only the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt must fall, but the World Heavyweight Championship belt. Because Hulk Hogan, yeah, I am the cream. Yeah, the cream of the crop. And there is no one that does it better than the Macho Man Randy Savage. On balance, off balance, doesn't matter. I'm better than you are, yeah. And I'm talking to everyone in the World Wrestling Federation. And I'm even talking to President Jack Tunney, yeah. I'm on my way. And nothing is gonna stop me. Nothing's gonna stop me. You know, just out of curiosity, Randy, and I certainly don't want to diminish your tremendous uh, God-given talents, but, but I'm very curious. I haven't seen Elizabeth lately. Yeah, she's on the outside of the ring. Does she interfere in matches? Yeah. Nothing zero, yeah. Pure athlete, yeah. And I've been, uh, yeah, maligned from the top to the bottom. And because they can't handle the macho man Randy Savage, the cream of the crop, nobody does it better.